0: Your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG.
1: All right, welcome back. Final
2: out of the program here. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself with you. Monday through Friday from noon until two, talking uh, local sports with you, John Miller, Nation dot com. Coming up at one twenty. You know Mark Morehouse who joined me yesterday, Trent, mm-hmm. teasing us on Twitter. You're going to want to pay attention to the Big Ten schedules, the football schedules, twenty twenty one, are about to be announced at okay. some point today. Seems like a long way down the road, but not um, really. It's already twenty seventeen. I know. It'll remind me. <laughs> it goes so fast. Um, you're going to want to pay attention to the Big Ten schedule when they are released. So, what does that mean? What, what's he hinting at?
3: Uh, well,
2: that- it's the second hint in the program. I want to get the Zubin's hint in the program. Right,
3: yes. Because yeah. that
2: one is here and
3: now. Could it be? Well, it has to be that it's not the cycle that they've continued on here the first few years, that there's going to be a change to the cycle because mm-hmm. the way it's currently constructed, I know, I think it's 2021. I would be set up with their crossovers with Maryland-Indiana that year and one other. Easy schedule for 2021. If that's not the case, we'll see. I, uh, Huh. Could he be maybe hinting towards a change in divisions? Well, who would leave? I mean, Purdue would be the only one that would make sense. Purdue and Flip, Michigan State. Does that help enough for the strength of the West? Not really. It um, needs help. I agree with you. Maybe Oklahoma shows up for the schedule. Yeah. <laughs> now
2: that would be some news. That would be news. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. I, I, no, that, that's, we're not ready for that. That's not, <laughs> nothing's going to happen to the playoff contracts here. That, Our, that's a good thing course. to come out in the summertime. Right. We, we don't need that during real football season. Right. It's a great point. <laughs> Let's revisit this in May. Um, you know what? That's an interesting take, Trent. Will the East and the West be tweaked in some fashion? Because for for football-wise, it is so unbalanced. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Iowa, Northwestern, Minnesota, how many times are they going to win? We know Iowa got within a whisker a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. realistically, how many times is that going to happen? When's Ohio State going to be down at the same year Michigan and Penn State are down? Look what Maryland is doing. I'm not putting them yeah. in that top upper echelon yet, but Maryland is showing signs of getting up off the mat in football
3: and recruiting very well. DJ Durkin had a yeah. top twenty class last year. Look well, at some players Looks like there. This, that, DC, yeah, you know DC Virginia area. Mm-hmm. You bring in those kids, you keep those kids at home. That's on the right key. track. That's the key. So
2: if it's Purdue that leaves, because mm-hmm. that's the only one that makes sense, right, isn't it? Right.
3: Yeah, you're not going to mess up Riley. Could you do Illinois or Northwestern maybe, but what are you getting? What do you gain? And and then even if you bring Michigan State, I mean, they look like they're on a downward trajectory. Mm -hmm. What are you really doing? What you have to do is you have to really get rid of the big three, and the big three are Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. Do you You, move Michigan? And then have an automatic crossover that every year – It's still going to be Ohio State, Michigan at the end of the year. Does that mean the SEC does that? They do, they do. But then everybody has those crossovers. Mm -hmm. Then do you go back and you you fall into that line? And then who's Iowa's crossover? Well, is it back to Purdue? Remember they had that. I do. You know the the hated rivalry with Iowa and Purdue. Probably got nasty around here, (laughs) didn't it? Do you go back (laughs) to the well? Nothing worse than Purdue Week. (laughs) Hate Week takes out a different way. Yeah. So you get into that, or do you just say Michigan and Ohio State are different? They get it. Everybody else will continue to rotate through. But then, how that does way. that
2: sit with the other twelve teams' fan bases? I mean, it's true. It's true. Let's live in reality. Right. You Let's... just swallow hard, and it's it's true, and it's it's best for the con I mean, that wouldn't you? No, look, they, would they move that game because you the, rematch the, the, factor? That's
3: yeah, the thing. You get yeah. that two weeks in a row, well, like we're years. seeing with Bedlam this year. They right. moved it up this year because they had to. A chance of a rematch, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to. See. I mean, we've we've seen rematches they don't play very well, especially mm-hmm. that quick. I mean, we saw it at the national championship with LSU Alabama. Yep. We know how bad the ratings plummeted for that one. Mm-hmm. Not so, at my house, but across right, the country. Right, but across right. the country. Yep. So, I don't know. I, I think that's the would make the most sense. Move Michigan to the west. If you're really trying to balance power, you move Mr. Michigan to the west. You have that automatic game every year with Ohio State Michigan mm-hmm. that is locked in. And you roll from there. That's the only way you're going to balance this thing out, though.
2: Well, I don't know what Mark Morehouse means. We'll have to wait on Twitter and fi- try and figure that one out uh, down the road. I guess the- there is an announcement of some kind coming later on today. Mark is uh, hinting at the schedule. You guys are going to want to pay attention to that, so whatever that means. The other thing that came up on the show earlier today, Zubin Mehenty from ESPN, who swears that, I mean, clearly, n- game day's not, Zubin, where should we go this week? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, but while we can't go, we haven't talked to Zubin yet. Um, that doesn't happen. But but Zubin is part of ESPN's family networks and their Saturday morning coverage. He hands off to the early game. Has the determination been... We know that Penn State, Iowa is 6.30 on Saturday night. A, B, C, Herb Street and company are going to be here. Mm-hmm. Let me get the rest of the schedule in front of you. Because I, it seems like Zubin is hinting that game day is going... The game day announcement is going to make
3: the state... At least portion of the state, really happy in the near future. Isn't that what he said? That's what he said. He hinted at it without outright saying that a game day is going to be here. The game day is going to be here. Two games that jump off the page that could possibly derail. Are they ESPN or ABC? One of them is TCU-Oklahoma State. Makes some sense. In Stillwater, TCU with that nice win, as we talked about with Mm -hmm. Mitch Sherman a little bit earlier. Against Arkansas, top 25, both teams. Yep, Oklahoma State, clearly a major, major player. They're both players in the Big 12, I think. (laughs) And it's a 230 kick. 230 kick. Mm -hmm. The other is not, though, on the family of networks, but I have heard rumblings about this. Washington at Colorado. They haven't been to Colorado in a long, long time. And who has the game? Pac-12 network? Fox Sports 1. Fox Sports 1. So that would be the factor that maybe would take off. Is that a night game? Uh, Yes, 9 o'clock, I want to say. It is. I just looked it up. 9 o'clock, Fox Sports 1. So they could go that route. They could get Colorado for the first time in a Have long time. Have they
2: done a game day where a game doesn't,
3: kicks past prime time? Because this one clearly does. And this would be, you're asking students to get up awfully early. Mm-hmm. Colorado, another hour back, so you're talking about, what, 6? Because what does it go? 7 to 11 now, or 8 to 11? Say 8 to 11. 8 to 11, so, so that that's would seven, be to 7 to 10. 10. To 10. Yep. And then the game doesn't kick off until 8 o'clock mountain time. Imagine the drunk students of that one. That's, that's a long day. That's uh, thirteen hours. Yeah, it's a lot of Coors Light going down. Right.
2: <laughs> and it's a beautiful tailgate area. I've tailgated there. It's a beautiful area. Um, but that would be I don't the one? Know. Yeah, I don't know if they they would if they would bring game day to a destination that game doesn't kick until nine o'clock and it's not on. Look, we've seen them go to big games that are CBS. It's usually the SEC. That's going to get game day when it's a non-ESPN or ABC game. It's, it's usually a,
3: an, a, a C, a, an SEC contest. One other uh, little nugget to throw in there. All right. Chris Fowler. He's a Colorado grad. He's a Colorado grad. Yes, he is. So I'm sure he's probably put, now he's not part of the game day coverage anymore. No, and he wouldn't be doing the game either. He wouldn't either. be doing the game either. Right. But you feel he's probably got a little bit of sway. Get it back to Colorado's hey, he alma was mater. part of game day, I could see that. He'll be in Iowa City regardless. So he will be in Iowa City, yeah. and Herb Strait will make the flight from wherever—Denver or Stillwater. You know
2: what? I, th- I think I think game day's coming. I, I think, think game so day's coming to Iowa City. What Zubin and, said. Yeah. Can you p- can you pick out that clip? Can you pick out the sound bite of him saying that? Yeah,
3: I'll get I'll get it cut up. The uh, yeah next uh, next segment, we'll get it ready.
2: Because it was it was for the most part unsolicited, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he...
3: I asked him. I just said, you know, Iowa fans want to know, and mm-hmm. he. He said it without saying it. Right. Now, if Iowa loses to North Texas, all bets are off. They're not coming. Right. Penn State play this week? Probably somebody uh, bad. Give me 30 seconds
2: and I'll tell you. Penn State plays. They play.
3: Da, da, da. Georgia State. Georgia State. State. They'll be
2: fine. Yes. Speaking
3: you know. of Georgia State, see the kicker for the Chargers? Georgia State grad. Is that where he's from? I yeah. wondered that. An unbelievable story. I heard uh, he was on with Bill Simmons on his podcast last week. Incredible story. Kids comes over, he's 11 years old, mm-hmm. comes over with his mom. They moved to New Jersey. Why? They, they did. That's where they came. Dad, dad stayed in Korea, went there, played soccer, didn't speak a lick of English when he came over, and liked sports. And so that kind of got him into it. Mm-hmm. Said, oh, this kid's a good soccer player. How'd you come out on the football field? Does, gets a scholarship offer from both Georgia State and other. Low-level FBS team, decides to go down there. Unbelievable kicker, and here he is in the NFL. Isn't that something? Yeah. Oh, Oakland's kind of got a pretty good story that way, too. So, so yeah. As Janikowski yeah. signs, uh, he's all set.
2: They, they, they worked that out. And what was it, Saturday of game week, Friday yeah. or Saturday? They put him in the IR, and it's a left-footed kicker, ironically, <laughs> which makes some sense. That, uh, that they would slide him into that spot. Well, real quick, Trent, because I don't think we're going to have much time. Uh, I do want to talk baseball for at least a couple of minutes. The Cubs blow a weekend series against the Brewers. They're back in action tonight. Uh, Quintana takes the uh, takes the mound. Matt Harvey, Quintana, is the pitching matchup. Um, the Cardinals are two games out of the league, Trent. Right? I mean, yeah. what is it about this Cardinal team? When you match lineup for lineup, what am I missing on the Cardinals that that somehow this team... Is a legitimate threat, I would think.
3: I mean, still think the Cubs will win, but
2: here, here here sit the Cardinals, two games out of the lead, for crying out loud.
3: Well, and another thing, I'm kind of wondering is what's going on with Kyle Schwarber? He 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 doesn't play outside of pinch hitting over the weekend against all right-handers. He can't
2: play; they can't Uh, put him in the field against
3: right-handers again. These next three games, the Mm -hmm. Mets will be starting right-handers. And, you know, I, I was reading quotes from uh, from Madden. He said, well, it's it's not just about him. It's about half swinging a little bit. Right. And, you know, the other guys Who are, are playing well. You to sit down to play, and so, that's the thing. And to think a year ago, untouchable. Can't move this yeah. guy. Remember Cappy? I he, week after he week after guy. week. I asked him every single week. And here we are. He is a guy with some power.
2: But you can't get nothing it.
3: for him anymore. No. No. I mean, the trade value where it was at is oh. to where it's at now. I mean, yeah. you almost, you're forced to keep them at this point. This one might be looked at as an all-time blunder for what they could have gotten mm-hmm. a year ago or a little over a Take year ago. the Patriots' way of doing things. A year too soon as Sell opposed high. to a exactly Sell high. Sell high.
2: They had an opportunity. They decided not to do that. And now there's and, and Ian Happ. I'm glad you brought him into the conversation. Yep. Who would you rather have out of those two guys? Oh, Happ, absolutely. Well, I you mean it's some... not even close. Well, he can play second base. He can play. He's not a liability in the outfield no. by any means. He can play center at times.
3: If if you need to, you can play center mm-hmm. field. He has played center. And field. and he's a weird duck. But I just I mean he's a baseball player. Yeah. Never a smile on his face. Just mm-hmm. gritty, tough. Mm-hmm. He's he's a fiery kind of guy. Those are the kind of guys you need in the clubhouse. Give me that guy. Any day of the week. I, I like Ian Happ a lot. This Cubs team, though, I mean, it's it's more of the same. It's just one step forward, two steps yep. back. Oh, we got it figured out. No, they don't. I I don't know if there's going to be a reclamation. I don't think this thing's wrapped up by the final week. We're gonna go right down to the end. Be fine by me. Your twins, real quick. They're they're clinging. Trent. They, they
2: are. I mean, they they split with the Royals. Mm-hmm. They got the first two. They're playing with house money. You're thinking at that point. Well, at least get we win either Saturday or Sunday. Feel a lot better about it. It's not awful that they split. Uh, that they left town with a split. But and here come the San Diego Padres <laughs> of all teams to show up in Minnesota
3: in the in month of September. But here they are. It is uh, the next six Padres for two four with your Blue Jays. You have to be four and two, five mm-hmm. and one. They do something Toronto's like that. Been, Toronto's done. You, you're feeling all right. We mm-hmm. we've kind of weathered the storm. here. Is that here. up
2: north or is that in the Twin Cities? It'll be in the Twin
3: Cities. Okay. Yep. And then they go to the Yankees and Detroit the next two after well, that. Detroit. Yeah. Uh, Detroit winnable certainly. Yankees by that time and maybe they have number one wrapped up, the number one wildcard. But yeah, it's still but probably two early They're three games to think behind Boston. It. They are. So they're still fighting. Yeah. I, it's it's an important stretch. You have to get right. You have to beat the bad teams. That's what they've been able to do throughout the year. But I told you off air, I'm nervous about the Texas Rangers. Mm-hmm. Not even the Angels, who are the team right behind them. And the Angels have
2: the Astros this
3: week. They got a very difficult schedule the rest of the way. I think they have the Astros twice. Looking at the Rangers' schedule, I think it sets up pretty well. And That's the Astros the have lost home field advantage in the American League. How about that? That's incredible. Uh, ba- baseball, the Indians are amazing. The last couple of weeks as it's faded to the background, you have the Dodger stories, losers mm-hmm. now of 16-17 and the Indians at 19 or. 0. And I got a story for you. You know Denny O'Grady? Does the PA for all the Dowling events? He's you been know, doing I know it for years. I know the yes. voice. Yes. Right. I didn't know his name. Okay. Yeah, he's a huge Indians fan. And uh, late in the fourth quarter of the game, he announces over the PA at the Valley Dowling game Friday night. More scores from outside the area, he announces Johnston and Ankeny Centennial. And the Cleveland Indians have one number 15 in a row. I got a good chuckle out of that.
2: Uh, We'll take a timeout. John Miller will be here back into college football. Hawkeynation.com. John Miller, he's coming up next. We'll ask John with this big tease that Morehouse is about to unveil. Maybe John's in on the the caper. Uh, That's coming up next. It's the Ken Miller Show on 1700 KBGG.
0: The big games play here. Westwood One Sports on Des Moines Station for News Talk Sports. 1700 KBGG.
4: Kate here with Food Dude's Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Food Dude's Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office party tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com.
5: When you choose ankeny Towing for your 24-hour towing and roadside assistance needs, you'll get the fast service you need from their courteous and reliable team. From towing for cars and motorcycles to accident recovery, jump starts, lockouts, fuel delivery, tire changes, and more. You'll get superior service from Ankeny Towing. Ankeny Towing is the preferred towing provider for most insurance companies. They're on call 24-7. Program 515-964-9816 into your phone now for Ankeny Towing. That's 515-964-9816. Ankeny Towing, your reliable towing. As a small business owner, you're always on the go. So how can you make sure you never miss a customer's call? Grasshopper. With Grasshopper, you get all the features of a business phone system. That's right. Grasshopper turns your cell phone into a business phone system that's affordable and incredibly easy to use. Get a toll-free or vanity phone number that's memorable and professional. Customers are forwarded to your phone and connected to you or your team wherever you are. And with our app, your outgoing calls and texts show up as your professional phone number. We'll transcribe your voicemails and send them to your email so you can determine their importance at a glance. So whether you're always on the go or working from home and need to keep business calls separate or you simply want a professional tone, Grasshopper makes it happen. Set up your account in just minutes. There are no long-term contracts and support is 24-7. Get your calls, stay connected, and thrive. Now get $20 off your plan when you visit grasshopper.com backslash radio. grasshopper.com backslash radio.
6: So, you've got a few cabinets to hang. Few meaning this is going to be a good month. You know what will make it an even better month? Saving 10% off Hampton Bay cabinets at the Home Depot. Buy any combination of 10 or more Hampton Bay cabinets and you'll save 10% off your order. So, enjoy that hang time. 10% off 10 or more Hampton Bay cabinets. Select finishes ship in as few as two days at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through October 31st.
3: I
6: light the night for my dad.
7: I light the night for my
3: daughter.
6: I light the night to end blood cancer. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Light the Night brings together survivors and supporters to bring light to the darkness of cancer and to help fund life-saving research. About every three minutes in America, someone is diagnosed with a blood cancer. Advances made in blood cancer research are leading to treatments for many cancers and other serious diseases. Help light the path to cures. Join Light the Night today. The Light
2: the Night Walk is coming up on October the 21st. For more information, visit
8: lightthenight.org backslash Iowa. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on that of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's
7: that time of the year again. Football's right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
2: Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent Condon and myself, uh, every Monday through Friday, noon to 2, local sports with you on your radio and your listening device, 1700 KBGG. Uh, Trent, during the break, you and I did our darndest to try and find out what Mark Morehouse is teasing about a a Big Ten conference. Well, I guess the Big Ten conference schedules are going to be released for 2020 and twenty one. We speculated we were probably going down the wrong path when we thought maybe that maybe they're going to switch up the divisions, move mm-hmm. a team from, you know, the powerhouse that is the East at least in football wise to try and balance things out a little bit. But now you look at the future schedules for the Hawks. Two thousand twenty, they play Northern Illinois week one, Iowa State week two, but then nothing after that. Hmm. And then going forward in twenty and twenty twenty one, twenty two, and twenty three, the only non con they scheduled at this
3: point is the Iowa State. There game. has been a lot of talk about ten conference games, keeping more inventory in house for your new T V partner. Mm-hmm. Delaney With would Fox, like that and has mentioned that. Coaches not so much. Mm-hmm. They were not in favor of nine, they certainly would not be in favor of going to ten. Maybe that's where we're heading, though.
2: Well, do you throw them a bone? Uh, If we take Friday off the table, then we got to get a little, because in every negotiation there's a give and take, right? Uh We'll take back the Fridays, but we're going to need you to go to 10. Who knows? Let's get John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. John, uh, you have your finger on the pulse of this conference. Trent and I are speculating. Um, I'm sure you've seen Mark Morehouse's tweet. I know you and he were tweeting back and forth earlier in the day with each other. What do you think is going to happen when the Big Ten schedule announcement is made later on today, John Miller?
4: You know, Mark Mark must have heard something. He's over in Iowa City right now with the other, uh, a lot of the other media members waiting for Kirk Ferentz. And I think you guys might be on to something. I, I'm speculating along with you right now. But given the lack of um, scheduled teams beyond 2020 uh, in the non-conference and there only being two for that year, I if I, if you made me wager, I probably would wager on ten games. You know, just a few weeks back, we got, you know, I don't know if you say the news or announcement, probably nothing official per se, but the Big Ten basketball seasons are going to go to twenty games. Mm-hmm. Um, so more, more inventory of conference games for television revenue. I, I think the ten game schedule makes sense. I think we've seen several ads and or coaches over the last year say that it's just it's to complete. That's going to happen at some point. And from a, a fan standpoint, as far as I'm concerned, I'm all for Me it. Me too. Uh, I, I think that that, um, you know, does, does it hurt your chances at the, at the playoffs? Maybe. But I, I think it, typically when the Big Ten and the SEC do things, things tend to matriculate down, even though the SEC has not gone to nine conference games. The ACC, I believe, is. No. The Pac-12 already is. The Big 12 is. So I think going to 10 – uh, I'd be all for it, and you know, does, what does that mean for the side hockey?
2: Bye bye. Okay, so I just got this from Mark, right? Uh huh. Um, oh boy. <laughs> I don't know if he wants me to. Hey guys, it looks as though that uh, that Heroes game is maybe moving. Mm. Hmm. Mark Morehouse, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, says that the. Am I, am I supposed to say? This? I don't want to, John. I'm in a really You know, bad Ken,
4: spot. Ken, Ken, you know, Ken. You've always erred on the side of caution, <laughs> right. uh, and, I, and I think it's I, I, I think it's done you well. I can't say that always about who you've been on the air with. <laughs> and there's been so many, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm so I'm not really singling anybody out here. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, the fan of me, just I, I think Ken would be great. Uh, if the Heroes game was moved, um, boy, I wonder if that would be at the request of of Nebraska. I don't know. And if they did, would they put Nebraska versus Wisconsin in I that know, last game?
2: John, I know the answer to that. And the answer to that last question is no. Okay. Nebraska-Wisconsin won't play the final week of the regular season. Wisconsin will.
4: Then, uh, if it's Iowa, Wisconsin, that would be fantastic.
2: I'm not saying anything, but you might be onto something.
4: Well, if if, hypothetically, if that were the case, to me, me, um, I I would be just as fine with that because frankly, you know, I I think I heard Scott Dockerman or, or somebody. I listen to so many podcasts anymore. I don't know who says what, so my apologies, but I concur with this sentiment. The Iowa, Wisconsin game is maybe it's certainly one of the two or three games a year that I look most forward to. It is just a brutal bash. And, you know, since we have to evaluate where Nebraska is as a program, (laughs) I think that the Iowa Wisconsin game typically has more to do with the Big 10 West Mm -hmm. championship than Nebraska. So sorry, Nebraska, you've been demoted.
2: That's a great way to put it, John. It's going to sting over there, but when you put it that way, it's absolutely fair. Now, I don't want to get in trouble with Mark Moorhouse but when you know, he was first on this one, there's if, if indeed this <laughs> turns out to be the case
4: as 's first leaked to Ken Miller by Mark yeah, Morehouse.
2: right, right oh wow, uh, well, so we shall see well john let 's um you know since we 're talking big ten overall, uh, most power rankings that have come out when they, when you take a look at the conference have Iowa now as the second best team power rankings, wise and again we haven 't even played a conference right. game yet, so we 've got to tap the brakes a little bit, but I think that 's absolutely fair i don 't think nebraska 's blown anybody away. Northwestern has been. A real eye-opener, not in a positive way, but just the fact that they struggled week one, got blown out last week. Um, I think Iowa clearly deserves to be behind Wisconsin in, in, you know, meaningless power rankings.
4: Yeah, I I had them there. I think I had Iowa fifth, and I had um, Penn State number one. I think I had Ohio State two, Michigan three, and Wisconsin four, and then Iowa five. I've seen a lot of other people have. Maryland five and I'm just like all right that's kind of fun to do you know Big Ten Network Tom Diener and things like that that's cute to do I just don't see it happening maybe I'm wrong although they're recruiting at a very high level for the future I think definitely as far as what I've seen thus far in the Big Ten West I like what Iowa is doing that they've answered they begin they've begun to answer some questions for me that I have in the offseason namely do they have any playmakers at receiver and I think the answer to that is Probably or possibly, mm-hmm. Amir Smith Marset. You know, I tweeted this today. You know, we for all the years of Ferent being, oh gosh, stubborn or just not really wanting to push the edge a little bit. The Amir Smith Marset role on Saturday in me speaks volumes that he fumbled in the opener. And then they come back to him in this game. They give him another reverse almost just to flush that one out of his memory bank, almost as a confidence builder, and they pull big old James Daniels out ahead of him on that play. And then they throw to him four times, and they come to him in two-money situations. The the catch in the back of the end zone diving was just phenomenal. And then they go to him there at the end uh, for the game-winning play. He's the fastest guy on the team. It's a great call. And also, to me, it says Brian Ferentz's fingerprints are all over this offense now. They, he's always tweeted and talked about attacking weaknesses, not just coming out and say, this is Iowa, this is what we do. They're not totally getting rid of that, but this is Iowa, this is what we do. We also think that our guy here is faster and better than yours, so we're going to pick on this area because we can exploit it. And that's what using Amir smith said this last week was, and it paid off in space. And that's really exciting from an Iowa fan's perspective because – Offense hasn't always been a capitalized O.
3: Well, the offensive line is a big piece of that, and an injury to Ike Becker looks like going to be a season ender for now him. Now I heard 4-6 to
2: six today. 4-6, to all on, on the all teleconference, right. apparently, but it is Achilles.
3: It, it is Achilles, and it is going to be a while. The retooling of the offensive line. Uh, what do you think about Alaric Jackson over there at the left tackle spot as he cemented in Boone Myers trying to work his way back and kind of the musical chairs that are happening along this offensive line?
4: I don't think they're gonna give up on Alaric over there, nor should they. Uh there are certainly snaps during the games that he looks like a a young guy who's only had two starts. But there are other times where he 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 gets it. I mean I, I think he he has the highest upside for pass blocking skills on anybody on the line. You know, last year I felt like Iowa just had a bunch of guards on the offensive line and very few tackles and that's why pass protection has not looked so good the last couple of years. I think that Jackson is more of a you know pass pro guy as well as a run guy. Tristan Worse, you know, you're going to have two pretty good tackles in the future. It'll be interesting to see if they can hold back Worse now with with you know Becker out four to six at least. But I think that Welsh over at right and the Larrick at left. I, I still think they're going to do a good job. And I've heard some people questioning I was offensive line play thus far, and you know I thought we were the best offensive line in the country. You know, Iowa last year, did, did I think they were the best in the country? No, just because of some pass blocking deficiencies. But you got to consider this. They had 2,000-yard rushers last year to coincide with the worst passing offense Iowa has had since the 1970s, which means the entire running game space is compressed because the defense is putting eight in the box. If they still had two backs go over 1,000, they still averaged 4.5 yards per carry when everyone in the place knew they were going to run and teams still couldn't stop it. Uh, You're going to continue to see that from Iowa. Now, Nate Stanley and the variations of play calling and going away from tendencies that we've seen these first two games, it might loosen things up and it might make Akron Wadley all that much more dangerous.
2: Mm-hmm. John, what do they have in Nate Stanley? This is where you know it was. It was such a question mark going in, right? And you know he didn't take the he didn't take the opportunity in in spring football to claim that number one role. By all accounts, it was a battle all throughout the month of August. Certainly, the first couple of weeks uh, that this was a flat footed tie, according to Kirk Ferentz. Um, clearly, they, they've got something there in Nate Stanley. What is his is is his ceiling, John?
4: I think it's pretty significant. I remember Chuck Hartley telling me so many times through the years how he was a horrible quarterback in practice. He was bad by his own admission. And, you know, Dan McGuire and Tom Paholsky back in 87 were just better than he was in practice. And he was the number three guy coming out of fall camp. And then, you know, Things didn't go well for McGuire and Paolisi early on, and when Hartley got his opportunity, he, he performed well. And Fry still didn't stick with him all the way, and then eventually it was so clear that Hartley was the only guy not puking all over himself that Fry started him by you know just default, and the rest is history. I'm not saying that Nate Stanley's a bad practice player. I just can't imagine, however, after seeing him in these first two games and how cool he is in the pocket how short term a memory he has for when he makes mistakes. I can't imagine that the only thing I can think of is he maybe he wasn't a good practice player either because otherwise I don't see how this could be close. And if it was close, then Iowa has two pretty darn good quarterbacks as they're one and two. So he just he's cool back there. I mean that last drive of the game or the last drive of regulation, I, I rewound and watched this and posted some video clips. And he's standing there in the pocket, and he's not having those happy feet that I think Jake Rudock had at times, and even sometimes C.J. Beathard. He just stood there statuesque and delivered strikes and put money in the bank, and that, that is not something that's easy to do. And he's got a huge arm, he's 65. Yeah, I think Iowa's got a pretty a uh, quarterback with a pretty high ceiling.
3: Manny Gumba returned last week. John uh, didn't see much action in the second half outside of when they were playing some nickel-and-dime uh, packages out there. More a little bit of rust knocking off, or a little bit of concern for a guy that had a great performance against Michigan a year ago. Maybe he's number three in that packing order at cornerback.
4: Maybe a little bit of all those things. I mean, Ojumudia. I thought. I mean, you got to tip your cap to him the way that he played down the stretch, breaking up a, a touchdown reception from Alan Lazard. Um, I, I think that I was better at corner than people thought. There were three, four deep at that position. Certainly three. I just look at it as another guy that the coaching staff feels confident in to go out there and make plays and maybe it gives you more of an opportunity to throw more dime looks. Maybe even this weekend when you're playing against the North Texas team, the best chances to do similar things to what Iowa State did is in their air raid. So the more depth you can have on the back end the better because that you know, remains to be a, a position that maybe still has the most question marks on it on the team.
2: Mm-hmm. John, I don't know where what your uh, season uh prediction was. Um have you come off of what it was prior to week number one? I know I have, clearly, because of Nate Stanley and because of uh, Marset Smith, Marset, as you mentioned. They've got something. I totally agree with you. Uh, I've got to tack on a couple more wins. I undervalued Iowa this year. Where were you and where are you now?
4: Yeah, I, I didn't like go through and say I was going to win this, I was going to win this. I basically put where I thought like percentage chance out of 10 on winning that game. And then I added those points together and divided by 12. So the Iowa State game, I gave Iowa a four and 10 chance. Mm -hmm. So I obviously felt Iowa State was going to win and I picked them all week last week. I thought that Iowa wouldn't be able to keep pace with their passing game and it it went a lot is how I, how I thought except for the fact that Iowa actually had a passing game. So my, my average wound up being like 6.3. So six and six Mm -hmm. was my average. So right, right now Iowa's got one more win in the bank than I thought they would through two games.
2: Well, uh, we shall see. I mean, the Penn State game, I still think it's going to be tough, but uh, Ohio State obviously going to be tough, but maybe not as tough as we originally thought. They've got a quarterback. John Miller, great to catch up with you, John. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Yep, John Miller, com. as uh, we talk Hawkeye football. Thank you to Mark Morehouse for chiming in uh, via text message. Uh, We'll see. The announcement's coming up at 20 minutes. I texted Stephen M. Sippel Mm -hmm. when I was talking to John. He doesn't know anything over in Nebraska yet other than the fact that at 2 o'clock there's going to be an announcement. So um, they're in the dark. Everybody but Mark Morehouse (laughs) apparently is uh, in the dark as to what is coming. We shall see. So a couple of things sounds like maybe
3: game day. Yes, if you're to read between the lines, did you cut up that soundbite? I'll do it during this break. We'll okay. get we'll get it on the other side here. Right. Zubin talking about game day, possibly coming to Iowa City, but that we Saturday. would be
2: very happy, or yes. at least the you didn't say the entire state, but I guess he meant the. Hawkeye the black and gold followers we'll take a time out we're going to talk NFL with Vinny Iyer sporting news coming up as well we'll let you hear what Zubin said and how he said it and you can form your own opinion it's the Ken Miller show 1700 KBGG
0: you found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans
7: 1700 KBGG are you sick of the same old tired lunches leftovers bad drive through options food dudes delivery has your answer Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com.
2: Special Olympics Iowa will host the annual West Des Moines Polar Plunge presented by Lincoln Savings Bank on Sunday, October the 15th at Jordan Creek Town Center in West Des Moines. The Polar Plunge is a signature fundraiser for the Special Olympics and offers a unique opportunity for individuals and organizations to raise money and support Special Olympic Iowa athletes by jumping into the frigid waters. All you have to do to take the plunge is raise $75 and register for the event online at soiowa.org backslash polar dash plunge. You can register Register individually or as a team. Last year, the West Des Moines Polar Plunge raised over $55,000 for Special Olympics Iowa. All the proceeds go back to the over 14,000 athletes in Iowa and fund the Special Olympics programs that they participate in. The Polar Plunge will start at noon on October the 15th with a post party to follow. There's still plenty of time to sign up, so head over now to soiowa.org backslash polar plunge.
7: It doesn't get much better than a great day on the golf course. Family-owned River Valley Golf Course is a par 72, 18-hole public golf course along the beautiful Raccoon River Valley. With twilight specials every day after 4 p.m., frequent player programs, a clubhouse available for parties, and much more. River Valley is just minutes west of the Des Moines-Waukee area. Learn more at rivervalleygolf.com. That's rivervalleygolf.com. River Valley, your
5: golf course. Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said.
4: It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word.
3: It's comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, I, I don't ah, uh, it's hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, My underarms aren't the worst
5: thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on sweat, not on skin. Oh, oh. It's O Rewards Member Appreciation Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stop in today and check out storewide savings. Plus, earn double points on over 250 items. It's our way of saying thank you. If you're not already a member, sign up today during O Rewards Member Appreciation Month. It's fast, easy, and free. O'Reilly Auto Parts: Better parts, better prices every
6: day. O
0: O O O'Reilly Auto
6: Parts. So you've got a few cabinets to hang few meaning this is going to be a good month you know what will make it an even better month saving 10% off Hampton Bay Cabinets at the Home Depot buy any combination of 10 or more Hampton Bay Cabinets and you'll save 10% off your order so enjoy that hang time 10% off 10 or more Hampton Bay Cabinets select finishes ship in as few as two days at the Home Depot more saving more doing valid through October 31st trust quality value value
2: yeah. Hi, welcome back. Uh, to the Ken Miller Show final segment on a Tuesday. Trent Condon and myself on your radio every Monday through Friday from noon to 2, talking sports with you on 1700 KBGG. Final segment, let's get back into the NFL. Vinny Iyer, the sporting news. He's a busy guy at the sporting news. Power rankings were posted earlier today, and uh, Vinny joins us. Vinny, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, thanks for coming on. Vinny, how's things? Good. How's it going, guys? Doing fine. You know, with uh, regarding your power rankings, Vinny, and, um, I mean, I think they're great. They're, they're great fodder. Um, who was the most difficult team for you to place when you're trying to put these uh, to your, your week one, I guess, power rankings together? Who? What team gave you the most trouble, meaning you're just not sure yet?
1: Well, I think uh, it's the teams that are supposed to be really dominant that kind of uh, fell flat against some good teams in Week 1. That would be the Patriots and uh, looking at what Seahawks did in Green Bay as well. So I look at those two teams, I really have them as my Super Bowl matchup. So it's always hard when a team starts to own one, especially the way the Patriots lost the Chiefs. They got pretty much thrashed in the end, and then you saw – the Seahawks couldn't get anything going in Green Bay. So it's always those teams that are supposed to be good but uh, make you question with uh, their starts.
2: You know, Vinny, I hope you'll come on again after I say what I'm about to say. But we, we're going to excuse that because uh, I picked the Bengals, Vinny, to win it all. So <laughs> <laughs> we hope you'll come back on again. We, we really do. Um, you know, yeah. go ahead. Sorry.
1: Oh, I was going to say they took quite a few mistakes.
2: Yeah, star yeah I'll, I'll say no doubt. Hey, Vinny, last night uh, in the uh, in the Twin Cities, U.S. Bank Stadium. I mean, poor Sam Bradford last year. He just got killed week in, week out. Uh, that offensive line for for finding five new guys and asking them to come together uh boy they looked they looked cohesive after one week of play if the vikings continue to get that type of line play combined with what we think they've got on defense sam bradford stays healthy delvin cook looks like he could be a real good one there this vikings team may be better than some thought prior to the season starting
1: yeah i think they're a team that's in the mix for the playoffs for sure but they have a lot of things had to break to Correctly. I mean, their division is very tough. You saw uh, Green Bay and Detroit win pretty nicely at home against some pretty good teams in the NFC. So uh, I, I think with the Vikings, let's see how this progresses. Because the Saints, we know, historically bad defense. It's hard to judge too much offensively against them when it's uh, been video game-like in terms of the teams moving the ball. So let's see if Pittsburgh in Week 2, that will be a much better test to see where they're at. The Steelers' pass rush got to... Good start there with seven sacks against Cleveland. So that'll be the real test for this offensive line and really all the skill players because the Steelers' front is going to be nasty. Um, and uh, on the road, uh, we'll see how Sam Bradford does in a short week.
3: Well, with that, Vinny uh, to topple the Giant at the top, it is the Packers. They get it done against Seattle. How good is this Packers team in your mind? Super Bowl good, or maybe a shade below that?
1: Here's the thing: I think they're always Super Bowl goal- good uh, since. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has been around. They've always had that potential, but something happens somewhere along the way, you, whether it's uh, the Cardinals game where they couldn't quite out Mary them in the end with the big plays or the big lead that they blew to Seattle in the championship game or last year, just where they had all the momentum. They'd won all these games in a row with Aaron Rodgers, just with the division and get the playoffs and uh, had a couple of good performances there at uh, to see, taking care of the Giants. their nemesis in the playoffs. You thought everything was going well for them uh, after beating the Cowboys. They're going in Atlanta to win, and then all of a sudden 44-21, and it's all over. So the Packers just can't seem to finish. They're right there knocking on the door. I think the defense was a good sign there with what they were able to do against the Seahawks. But, again, strapping for another test against the Falcons uh, this week in a rematch.
2: Uh, Adrian Peterson last night, Vinny, um... Boy, his 19 yards, I think it was, what, six carries. Nine of those yards came on his first carry of the game. Is he going to finish the season, do you think, as a New Orleans Saint? He seems like he's number three on the depth chart at this point. I thought Charles Woodson made a great point in the Telecaster at halftime. You know, he's almost pleading for the Giants and the Saints to get together and and, and give uh, Peterson a chance to go over and play where he's needed. How's it going to work out for Adrian Peterson in the Crescent City this year?
1: Well, I think Adrian Peterson, like a lot of veteran players, have been very good in the past. it's uh, Probably an inflated sense of how good he still is. I mean, this guy's worn down a lot. The way he's run, he's taken a lot of hits. I don't think you, you look at him versus Marshawn Lynch, and Marshawn Lynch looked like his old self there for the Raiders in the first game in Tennessee. I don't think he's kind of built like that. He's a different type of runner. I think Marshawn Lynch having a year off is always a refresher to uh, come back strong with Peterson, it just didn't look like he had much left when uh, the Vikings moved on. They've made the right decision; they were Dallas cooks. So uh, I don't know if behind the Giants' offensive line if things are suddenly going to get better for him. Uh, the Saints, I think, are a good situation. Unfortunately, they have other two other backs that are willing to be more versatile with the Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara. So, I I just have a feeling this is going to end badly, and the Saints are going to go back to maybe a familiar name like Tim Hightower here sometime mm. in the middle of the season and just move on from Peterson. Because if he's not happy and he's not being effective, there's no reason to keep him on your team.
3: Well, week one was washed out because of the hurricane with the Dolphins and the Bucks. It does look like they are going to play uh, the Bears and Tampa down there for week number two. How do you expect this to go for both Miami and Tampa? 16 consecutive weeks of football no bye week in there. If if you had either of them as a playoff team, are right, you maybe taking a st- small step back from that because of the cancellation of Week 1?
1: Uh, you, you might think about it a little bit, but uh, I think uh, Tampa Bay is in a better position to adjust because, frankly, I think they're the better overall team when you look at some of the defensive talent they have. And, and James Winston having a breakout that year, well, Jay Cutler can have serviceable, a serviceable good one. I think that's where you look at Tampa Bay having the advantage. Uh, and with... Tampa, this is good for them as well. I think I think it's a lot easier on them because they turn around and get now open at home here. And uh, while well, Miami has to go all the way to uh, Los Angeles and face the Chargers. So I know they've been already out there practicing, so they're already kind of displaced as they go in. Well, Tampa could have a little bit of uplifting the spirit with their community there in the opener that kind of works out nicely to be their first game of the season. So, I think the Bucks are better built to be a playoff team, and I think the Dolphins are hurt more by this, especially because they had that London trip right before mm-hmm. the game that they now have to play at Tampa. Mm-hmm. the Tampa
2: uh last thing uh, Vinny we haven't spoken to you since the uh, Thursday night opener all the way back to Thursday just real quick your thoughts on the Chiefs Alex Smith looks like a uh uh, a reborn quarterback quite frankly with Pat Mahomes kind of pushing him a little bit your thoughts on Kansas City Oakland was good against Tennessee um can the are the Chiefs the team to beat in the West and what did you think of them past this past Thursday
1: Well, when I look at the West, I think it's just an outstanding division. You saw the Broncos and Chargers basically play to a draw minus the last play of the game there, and they look both pretty good on both sides of the ball. So you look at them and the Raiders and and the Chiefs, I think this division play is going to be fantastic this year. The Chiefs uh, get an old friend kind of uh, with Doug Peterson coming in with the Andy Reid reunion there. So these two teams are very similar this week, the Eagles and Chiefs. I think this is going to be a fun one, underrated game here with this rematch. So uh, Car- Carson Wentz comes in playing well, but I think Alex Smith. That all the more reason that he's got to keep his play up here, especially with the no more Eric Berry to help mm-hmm. lead that defense.
2: Good stuff, Vinny. Appreciate it as always, Vinny Iyer, the Sporting News. Vinny, we'll talk to you down the road.
1: All right,
2: thank you, guys. Thank you, Vinny Iyer, Sporting News, joining us, Trent. Uh, in our final couple of minutes here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go back to earlier? We had Zuba Mahente. We you asked him the question about game day. It may, does it make some sense with the Iowa Penn State game moving to prime time? There's not a ton of other games. The TCU Oklahoma State is a two thirty kickoff in Stillwater. Uh, two Big Twelve contenders. No question about that. More so Oklahoma State than sure. TCU, but still the TCU should be unbeaten. I would think once they get there. Um, Let's play what Zubin said. I think probably without – you can judge for yourself, folks, when Trent asked the question about game day coming to Iowa City for the Penn State game coming up a week from Saturday.
3: So, Zubin, uh, the question here across the state from Hawkeye Nation is, is game day coming to town? All right, talk to the bosses over there. Give us the official word. Is game day going to be in Iowa City a week from Saturday?
0: It's still a week-to-week situation, obviously, this week, as you know. It was an easy one to kind of look at and say um, Louisville-Clemson, Clemson-Louisville, that seemed after last year's game especially. But everything is totally up in the air on a week-to-week basis. I know they generally start to think about it always in advance. Uh, There's always some secret locations. I'm not going to tip you off, but I think this year you're going to see, and I can't tell you anymore, I think you're going to see a location for the show that you'll be very surprised at, but pleasantly surprised at.
3: What would that mean, Trent? Well, it wouldn't be Stillwater. That would make us pleasantly surprised, would it? it Doesn't do anything for me. Unless they're going, comp- maybe they're in Cedar Falls. Is you and I. <laughs> what else could it be? Uh, Thursday night that they, week is never Texas been to Ames, right? But, but, it's but that's a Thursday night game. They were there for the Thursday game. Oh, they were there for the Thursday Indiana Ohio State game. Could it be a double yeah, dip? But that was Week One. That was Week One and that was Lee
2: Corso getting on that was yep right. good call there the stretch I, I look at i think what zubin was getting at was i think iowa city's going to be the site of game day on the 23rd of september Bearing a upset
3: by north texas or georgia state this weekend
2: which doesn't look likely on either but, either, but i don't know what penn state's line is if there is one but i was a three touchdown favorite 20, 21 20, and 20, a half yeah 21 and a
3: half They got blown out by SMU last week. Yeah, well, (laughs) they're
2: going to get blown out again this week. (laughs) Um, But Kirk likes the coaching staff. Oh, They're well coached. Oh,
3: always.
2: (laughs) You know, I think that's part of a coach's contract, right? When he signs on, remember, whoever
3: your opponent is, you have to praise the other coach. Very well coached. They're doing a good job over there. Very well coached. (laughs) You know who we need to get on? Who's that? Ben Kirchival. A North Texas grad. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's a Mean Green grad. We'll get him uh, this week. by me. A full breakdown. Well, maybe two minutes on the Mean Green.
2: Well, tomorrow David Kaplan will be here. He's presented by our friends over at Heartland Flag polls and Flags, HeartlandFlags dot com. will be here at about twelve twenty five. Look forward to that um what are you and jimmy now the hawkeye huddle is tonight at five o'clock obviously they'll have plenty of time to talk about whatever news is about to break here from Mm -hmm. the big ten it's coming up in five minutes so be on the lookout for that if you're a fan of the big ten there's an announcement coming mark morehouse knows he has kind of let the cat out of the bag to us to look for the first thing your eyes should do is go to the very last week of the iowa's regular season schedule it seems as though the Nebraska-Iowa Black Friday Heroes game, that date is very much in jeopardy. And there could be a new school residing with
3: Iowa on Black Friday. We'll be breaking things down starting at 4 o'clock. With that schedule, we'll talk some Cyclones with Alex Halstead today little NFL talk right into the Hawkeye huddle at 5 o'clock.
2: Good stuff. That is going to do it for today. Thank you, Zubin Mehente, Mitch Sherman, John Miller, and Vinnie Iron. Thank you for listening to the Ken Miller Show. We're here every Monday through Friday from noon until 2 on 1700 KBGG
0: the big games play here westwood one sports on des moines station for news talk sports 1700 kbgg
7: that time of the year again Football's right around the corner draft house 50 best spot in central iowa to catch your cyclones hawkeyes and every nfl game over 50 tvs 50 beers on tap and the best burgers in town draft house 50 your place for all things sports
8: See you
7: Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. It's everywhere you, right, most people know it's everywhere you want to be. But this message isn't about Visa cards, it's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky, you know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you, no obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
4: Hi, this is Clint Burkall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station,
8: 331-9200. We are glad to share them. Whether you're a beginner or an experienced golfer, practice makes you, well, can make you perfect. Willow Creek Golf Course is a great place to do just that. Their driving range is open and ready for you to get just a little better. There's lots of room, grass tees, and even a practice green. Call for more information at 515-285-4558 or visit willowgolf.com. That's willowgolf.com.
6: Willow Creek Golf Course on Southeast Willow Creek. At the Home Depot, free carpet installation means free carpet installation. And free includes clearing out furniture, ripping out old carpet, hauling it away, even carpeting stairs with no hidden fees. Free installation on carpet $699 or more means free installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Ballot on carpet priced $1 or more per square foot. Specialty items may be priced separately.
5: Allergy sufferers, my name's Nigel, and as a well-educated owl, I know the difference between what's wise and unwise. Texting after three glasses of mellow? Unwise. Using new Zizol for 24-hour relief of your allergy symptoms? Quite wise. Because Zizol is just as effective at hour 24 as it is at hour 1, relieving your symptoms for a better night's sleep and a more productive